You are listening to a Core Awareness Seminar by Liz Cook. Her website is www.coreawareness.com. That's C-O-R-E awareness.com. Please note that Core Awareness is a trademark signature of Liz Cook, her workshops, seminars, books, and CDs. The information presented in the seminar is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose of the seminar is to provide information and to simply educate. The author and publisher shall have neither liability nor responsibility to any person or entity with respect to any loss, damage, or injury caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly by the information, suggestions, explorations, or exercises contained within the seminar or written in response to the seminar. The author is not a medical authority, and she is not qualified to diagnose or prescribe any therapy. The information is simply her personal opinion. Please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have. Hi, this is Liz Cook, and this is Core Awareness. And today is February 2017, and I have Krista Jarrett here, who has come to agree to discuss something that I think is really important, which is uh, the heart of the matter, um, the energetic field and how important it is to our health and wellness. So Krista Jarrett is um, a facilitator, a trainer, a pioneer in a system called uh, Systematic Family Constellation Work. And she's been in this evolutionary process for over 14 years. Krista is passionate about supporting the current shift in consciousness by working with clients worldwide to transform their inner genetic family inheritance and observing uh, that most lingering issues actually source from the past. The systematic constellation process addresses transgenerational trauma by getting to the heart of the matter, accessing enduring solutions through inclusion. Transforming the burdens of the past frees clients to live their authentic inheritance. So Krista is the founder of the Center for Systematic Healing and offers her work through private remote sessions, workshops, and training. So welcome, Krista. Thank you, Liz. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I'm really pleased to be here today and and, and connect to um, your people and uh, and the core awareness tribe. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, uh, tell tell the listeners a little bit about how you developed your approach uh, to what you call systematic healing because it's a kind of unique from the family constellation family. So I'd like you to kind of start here. Sure. Um, I'll just just give a brief uh, overview if people are not familiar with um, the family constellation work as it evolved, um, developed by a psychotherapist uh, named Bert Hellinger in post-war Germany uh, through that very potent uh, climate working with his clients. He he observed different connections that he was not aware of before. And so uh, 
being informed by his observation with social systems and a natural order that brings harmony and strength. Uh, this work, his work started um, a little more intervention oriented and intention oriented. And uh, I do have a background in training with him. And uh, oh, pretty much since the, be the beginning of my exposure to this work. As I have brought the work forward, um, I'm just more in touch with it from a more spacious, uh, feminine approach that works with a tremendous amount of allowance and really just becoming in touch with a natural movement that if, if, we, if we hold the space for inclusion and resolution, that a natural movement towards unity will come to light. That sounds so, great. So, so let's, let me ask you a question now. So, sure. Uh, I've had the opportunity of working with you, and so I can personally attest that um, I have found the work fascinating. Um, one of the aspects of the work that's very fascinating is that you do remote, uh, which brings to the conversation a piece that I am really interested in, which is the idea that there are energetic fields and that we are being influenced by those energetic fields and we are communicating with those energetic fields. So in this uh, dynamic way that you particularly work, um, I would like you to speak to, I'm going to change it up a little bit, but I'd like you to speak to that energetic what like you you have come to it from a very energetic place, feminine, yes, uh, holding space, yes, but also mm -hmm. a kind of real sense that there is uh, what we call not only the object, the person, uh, the the story, the family, but there's also this energetic field. Would you speak to that? Yes, definitely. Um, you know, that's probably just my own. Um, just what I what I bring to the work, how how my awareness operates, um, less in the head and more in the body. And as I came to this work, I realized that's how I've always been. So I, you know, that wasn't an awareness that was with me before that. Um, we're introduced to this work as as connecting through the morphogenic field which, you know, the biophysicists call the morphogenic field. For me, this feels like an energetic informational field. It is a very visceral experience, um, and um, I feel it, and I see it as energy, not, not like auras or, or something like that, but literally as an energetic field. Um, so that is how I relate to that, but that's not, I don't know if that's answering your question fully, I mean. Well, tell me a little bit about how you, you just said that you um, have been a person who always has maybe felt the field or connected to the field, and for someone who, uh, this is a new territory, this is like, maybe they, re maybe they remember being a child and, and connecting but somewhere along the line they lost it. Or maybe 
they've been pretty closed off and all of a sudden they're starting to recognize something else is going on. And I would say for me that was more the, the way I recognize not only some of the interesting biological information and physics uh, that uh, has come forward into the layman terms in the past 10 years, right. but an understanding that we're actually shaped by the field comes from my focus on embryology. And that's what I, I so yeah. maybe a little more about, you know, yeah. is this something you've always experienced and that now you have well, words and, and concepts? And, 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 and as we as we speak about it, you know, there's another way that I would address it is that that we are always feeling our connection to it. Um, so I suppose what happened with me is bringing a different awareness to it as I became in touch with this work. But one way that we are feeling our connection to our family field, if you will, because that's what we'll be speaking about most uh, in, in today's uh, time together, is we're feeling it. But it may not be, uh, oh, I have an awareness now. It may be showing up more as a illness or a behavior or a repetition of a pattern. So we're, we're always feeling it. And really this work is about allowing that unconscious connection to become conscious. And that connection we see as love. So there are many different levels that I relate and I hold uh, present that I include when I'm working with this. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm working with the, the actual, the, the biology, the physicalness that, that we come from our parents. We receive mm -hmm. life through our parents. And so everything that was present in their life and the life, the conditions of their life, um, are passed on to us, as was passed on to them by their parents. So this is, it is alive in us. We are feeling it, but it's, it's not a conscious awareness in, in most cases. How do you recommend a person begins to make that connection with their energetic family field on a conscious level? So they might be having this gut feeling or they might be having this heart pain uh, and how, how do you how do you help them how do you help the listeners begin to I'm kind of guessing we're speaking to the the choir as they say but but maybe not and so maybe our people are like well how would I know this is family and not my personal take, or how would you recommend people well, begin to explore? Yeah, just, so let's just take that question, how would I know this is family or not, uh, if it's an issue that lingers. So, you know, what we find is that, you know, I'm sure most of the people uh, on the call here today have have done a lot of personal work and focus towards health and wholeness and, and well-being, and still something may linger. And this doesn't have to just be health. It could, it could be actually 
any issue, uh, life, relationship, behavior, career. So that's the first thing that I would be aware of. If, if it's something that's lingering, uh, even with your best efforts, uh, I would certainly say that that's something that's connected to the family. Because you know, from my perspective, this is like a foundational piece that would want to be addressed first. Therefore, when we transform that, when we, when we transform these um, identifications and entanglements, as, as we call it, um, we become more accessible to anything that we want to do to improve our life. But until that time, we are anchored. We are anchored in the past. So... Um, that's the first thing that I would probably look at. If if um, some of our listeners have have within them the belief uh, that I you know I want to cut the cords, I've made I've made decisions that I separate myself from my family. Uh, there's you know there's so much that's popular about toxic parents and just we don't want to separate. So if we can become aware of what you push away, what you seek to uh, rid yourself of, um, that is probably a very uh, important clue for you to look at because what we push away is usually most often what wants to be included and what holds a solution for us. That's such powerful words. Thank you. Um, so your work probes this, um, what you call probes the secret soul or conscience of the family or system to reveal the hidden dynamics of love. Mm-hmm. And I, that's, that's a very powerful and very direct statement about our relationship to love through the family lineage and the in- Inclusive part means so much to me. I, I, after 40 years of working with these core issues, I feel that that it does come down to what can we integrate? How can we include? How can we uh, bring it all all in the as you call the circle or the ability to to hold space for whatever needs to show up? So I would love for you to share this idea of uh, the soul work being so connected to this this dynamic of love. If we um, if we become in touch with a truth that um, as a family we all have, as a member of a family we all everyone has an equal right to belong, and it, it is those those difficult fates, those traumas, those heartbreaks uh, that causes an energetic exclusion or disconnection, and we, and we would know that as as a trauma. If it were not for that, there is a natural flow of love and life available to us. So, my relationship to it is 
that's my starting point is that I am in touch with the fact that there is wholeness. There's always wholeness and reconnection available. And um, that's, just, that's just kind of the starting point. So as we become in touch or identified on a subconscious level or entangled with these disconnected points, these events, these conditions that existed in our family's past that are showing up in our current day issues, what's operating at the same time that's keeping us connected is this memory, this resonance field of knowing and belonging. And it, it, it's, it's this extraordinary tracking system that allows our hearts to remember what our minds would forget. So I'm always starting uh, from this place of being aware of the wholeness that's already available, and it's just the journey and the reconnection back to that wholeness. That is uh, a concept that is uh, held by physicists, biologists, embryologists, um, that is so beautifully woven um, in the work now because the exact same thing happens for the embryo for whatever our birth journey is. There's wholeness before we arrived here. So we're connecting to this larger field which the average person doesn't really have a language for unless they're reading some of this new the, the, what I call the new the new biologists and the, the the new physicists that are kind of bringing this ancient wisdom back into a very practical way of looking and and so what it, this this I would like you to uh, speak to this a, a little bit more because I think it's absolutely pertinent to the healthy core or what people think of as the psoas. In other words, a person integrity, There's their ability to self-actualize right. is based on being able to connect with something, with everything, and that everything's right. connected. And, and so I'm looking at it from a very kind of physical place, but the physicality of that has brought me to this very large field of holding and belonging that seems pertinent, like a flower blossoming. Pertinent yes, uh, yes. that the environment allows that flower to fully be who it is. Yes, yes. So we can. So in the, in that in what you just shared is like the the, the micro and the macro. You know, mm-hmm. the the very specific view of of when I um, sit with a client and get in touch with what it is that's heavy in their heart and how that leads to and at, at the very same time is connected to this larger field, the field that's even beyond the family. Because as we, as we connect back to that strength of our ancestors, and it's, it's really, and you also said, um, ancient wisdom. So, you know, indigenous cultures know it's absurd to face life without the 
the strength of your ancestors behind you. And it's just kind of a foundational place where things start. So that's what we're becoming in touch with as a starting point. Um, once we can come into that level of authenticity and integrity, then, yes, then we're in touch with this much larger field. Um, we get to see that when, when we do uh, a constellation process. Um, I can work with a client, and what we do for them between just two people myself and them, moves out into the family system, uh, their life, their career, whatever we're working on, without anyone having to know about it. So, you know, extraordinary, extraordinary things happen, and that's, that is also another way that we see this connection almost like a, a mobile. You know, we, one part is touched here, and another part responds over there, and another part responds over here. So there's it's many, many layers um, of connection to what I experience as as a unified field. You know, if we if we if we are of the mind that we are all one, we are all connected. It it is it is our finding our place in this unified field um, that we can become in touch and access our authentic inheritance as, um, you know, evolutionary beings at this time. Mm. Your words strike me very, very deeply. It's, it's good, mm. like a, it's like good medicine or something, you know, like nourish, nourishing words. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you. So to take it to a kind of, I mean, in some ways, I want to say trite, but obviously for many people it's not. It's a really big issue. Is a lot of their pain, a lot of their health issues. My strategy, my personal strategy um, in the past 20 years has been to work in the field first. Uh, in other words, if I have a symptom or I have something going on, I actually go to the field as a way of clearing so that the herbs, the exercise, the healing protocols are strengthened and not undermined. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that's like the most logical place to go. So I'd like to hear for you what you would recommend for people who are dealing with whether it's low back pain or uh, you know something going on that they don't necessarily connect to a family ancestral it's just like you know I'm always having a low back pain I'm always having this issue uh, in my health and as you mentioned earlier you know if it's if it keeps persisting this is a place to look at could you speak a little more about how powerful the field is to our health and well-being well um, yes and of course you know there's there there's so many examples and there's so many uh, different ways people may experience ill health. So, so maybe I'll just I'll just share a, 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 my experience. When I when I came to this work, uh, I had chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, mm -hmm. and uh, I had been with it for 
several years, I would say several years, and certainly investigating and, and trying everything um, that I came in touch with that resonated with me. It, wasn't in, it was not until I, even though I had um, started to address um, my lifestyle and my eating habits and, and, and done all the real world things that, that we need to do, but it, it wasn't until I addressed what it was in my body, in, in my body, in my soul, in my heart, uh, because I had not, you know, I, I actually hadn't had a difficult childhood. So so here's something right here that just made so much sense to me. But I, but I had health issues. I had always had issues in relationship of abandonment, but that was not present in, in my family. So what I discovered through this was, ah, one generation back, my mother went through the war. She had very specific events of loss and leaving and loss of a brother and loss of a former partner and loss of a child before me. That was never talked about. Yeah. And there's similar things on my father's side. So, so for me, on this level that we're talking about just right here, of course, there's always more to it. But for for me, the, the, the source of that immune system uh, disorder uh, was not going to be fully addressed until I transformed that burden. It was, it was very much a burden and uh, was relieved of that, that that chronic fatigue and, and fibromyalgia um, that, you know, I, I always say I'm in recovery from it because I still take care of my body. I still treat myself very well. And, um, but I don't know, you know, I don't know how it would be if I had not found that because it was, it was, it was so pertinent. So, um, I, I, I think that's a really good example, and I'd like to share one to the for you and to the listeners uh, in relationship to the psoas. I I worked with a gentleman who um, who came to me. Uh, he was a very successful uh, fi- financial um, agent in New York, and he came to me because he had a lot of fear, and he identified it as part of his and it showed up all of a sudden and it was affecting his personal life and his family, you know, his family dynamics and, and his business. And, and he didn't understand what, why all of a sudden it was showing up and why it was so intense and he didn't know what to do with it and he'd learned about the psoas and read that the psoas is part of the fear response. So um, I worked with him and what I saw and felt was some kind of something around him, not in him, but around him. Mm. And, uh, and it was a field, and it had tremendous fear in it, and it was very, he was very young at the time. And so after uh, we had had our session together, I asked him, I told him what I experienced, and I asked him what he knew about that. And he said, I was born in Beirut during the mm. war, mm. and my mother 
my mother went into labor and she had to go to the hospital uh, by herself and he told the story mm. and he recognized that he started to have these experiences after he had children when his children were born yeah. is when it triggered for him and so one of my wishes for people who work with people and think the psoas is the problem is no, to me the psoas is a messenger of, yes. of what's going on within the field itself in both yes. a very personal field and in that larger field. And I'm more convinced of that than ever. And so it's the same kind of dynamic coming from it at a slightly different way. And of course I did entertain this idea of him working with someone to begin to integrate this experience that was not his own, so to speak, but he was holding and was a burden for yes, him. Definitely, definitely. And, um, you know, there's something about uh, us here in, in America, and I know you might have people from, I work with people all, all, all over, so I don't want to assume that, that so we do uh, have people from out of the country right now. From all over. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, s certainly there's something here with uh, that, that we haven't had a lot uh, of our past in our face. So, you know, if we're, we're living in different countries uh, where there's been war, um, where there's been, uh, you know, political chaos, uh, it, it's 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 more visible here. It's a little more hidden, and we certainly do our best to to not look at it. But once again, it's that that does not stop it from being present with us. So I think there's a tremendous amount uh, here that I always start with that. You know, <laughs> my positioning with with a client is okay, I connect with your issue, and then how was it with the parents? How was it with the grandparents? What what were the difficulties that they experienced? And, um, and in a very specific way of getting to bring that person in uh, who may have been excluded, who may have been in too much pain, and healing it in that specific generation which allows us uh, of, relieves us of feeling that we have to be carrying that forward, once again, on a subconscious level. Right. But um, yes, our, our luxury of having, um, not having to have this right in our face, it's, it's actually a luxury. Uh, which we might be starting to see here a little, a little differently. Uh, you know the consequences of, of of not bearing witness to to how it's been and um, the difficulties that it has brought forward. Yes, and before I go into that subject, because I do want to get to it, um, I want to I want to first talk about uh, this idea of what you spoke of as trauma, which. We could both say, you know, your mother and this man's mother, you know, they had experienced a trauma, and it was mm -hmm. now his responsibility, so to speak. I mean, he was carrying that burden as well. 
Right. And so one of the things we talked about that I, I'm interested in your approach because I feel like it's similar to mine is to not try to get rid of our trauma, which it, for the SOAS, people who are interested in the SOAS, it's often a topic. I just want to release it. I just want to get, if I could just get rid of this fear, I know I'd be okay. But to me, that's not how it works. It works the other way around. When a person is nourished, when a person is heard, when a person is uh, included, then the trauma piece falls away. You don't have to go chip it away. You don't have to work at it. It's like you work at the nourishment piece. And I feel like you do a similar thing with the inclusion and the connection to what in the heart really matters. What is, as you always say, what is heavy in your heart? Right. Right. So yes, that that is a starting point where I connect with a client's personal experience, and uh, they they may have um, had a difficult childhood, difficult life, uh, some very uh, fateful events in their own life. Even if that is true. Uh, I always bring an awareness to them uh, that they were probably not the first person to experience this. And with that is always uh, your issues did not start with you. So there's a level of discernment right there that brings some um, space, you know, some breathing room. Um, and then going back to whatever generation probably in most cases had it worse. So however we are experiencing life, in most cases our parents, our ancestors at least, uh, have been there before us. They have experienced worse. So, so there's a burden to that, but there's also the resilience that comes with that mm-hmm. and it's um, it, it is it's, it is it is just the same thing of, of becoming in touch with what hasn't been said what hasn't been heard what hasn't been seen because as we know that natural response is to disassociate but when we create the conditions to become in touch with it in, uh, and I'm not talking about, like, it, it's just a very different way. And it's a factual way. So we're, we're working with facts. And many times, just the statement of facts, um, I see you are my father, or I see you are my husband. It's amazing the power uh, of just the statement of facts, because facts won't necessarily have a a charge to them they they have a they're they're a truth and and a truth usually brings a sense of relief and that the body can just rest into something they're supported by a truth and not disturbed by everything that may have covered it up or may have been too painful to look at um but that's just like a, a, a resting place for them to to stand in. Um, 
and and it's working back so it's not just for my client it's for their parents grandparents or whoever however far back um, we're working so this holding space um, it it really provides I mean I can when you describe it I can actually feel that how you know if you think gosh this is my problem um, it started with me I have to solve it to looking at this larger field that that you're holding it, it it all of a sudden creates what you call a holding space or just space for this rest. Yes. And, and this deep rest is, I think, so profound for the healing process, for yes. the ability for the organism to reorganize itself, to allow it to shift, to allow it to make these changes. So what would you recommend to people who are listening who are professionals in a different way to just support a person's wish to belong or to to be included like when they're working with someone how can people who aren't part of this system mm-hmm. just hold space for this field for this uh, well I process? would say yes so to become aware uh, with the fact that there is resilience you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's, that's a fact of life or none of us would be on this call today, you know. Right. That's, that's just kind of like an originating fact of life. There is resilience available. And our ancestors want us to thrive. So just as we look to our children, or even if we don't have children, we have, you know, animal companions, whatever, family, we want those we love to thrive. So this, that fact that, of course, it, from down here looking back, it may seem like, oh, my parent didn't like me, and that could have been the actual experience. But when we go back to that ancestral line and look forward, we know that our ancestors want us to thrive. They want their best efforts not to have been in vain. So just just becoming with those two, becoming in touch on a on a deep level uh, within yourself, if you're supporting others, um, I think that's a really good grounding space and and of course um, you know learning to ground yourself and to call be comfortable calling in your own family line your own ancestral line uh, that may you know require some personal work for 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 some uh, of your professionals on the on the call because we have to get comfortable with it so you know, in my training groups, the first thing is for people to heal their own family inheritance, to transform it. Um, but I think just so you know, just that awareness, that resilience is there, and mm-hmm. that life moves forward. Yes. And yeah. our ancestors want us to thrive. Yeah. And we honor. We honor our life. We honor their life. Um, when we honor that, I mean, when we, we're in touch with that, 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 that this life force uh, 
is always present within us and supporting us. And so it's, a, it's, it's kind of a centering frame of reference just to, to be able to um, get in touch with that, but that's certainly something that's available to anyone. I, I think uh, uh, one of the things a lot of people have on their mind, um, especially those of us living in the United States right now, but I think all over the world, all that's going on is um, kind of how these times are kind of wild. There's a big shift going on, and yeah. many people are trying to get their bearings. Yeah. And, and I've mentioned to people that I feel like there's kind of a global psoas. I would call it almost a species inclusive perception that as a species we have we we have challenged ourselves on many levels and and we're there's a kind of a awakening <clears throat> that we are all one and that we are all part of humanity mm-hmm. so I'd like you I know you're thinking about it because you've you've been uh, blogging about it and um, so this, how consciousness, rather than trauma, to me, is the new wave of understanding. It's the, the idea that rather than love being a reaction, it can bring us together. You know, like we don't have to be reactive. We have to be cultivating this, this space of inclusion. So I'd like to kind of open it up to not only our personal ancestral, but our species field, so to speak, right. and any tangible ways that you would recommend or feel would be pertinent to people to to hold well I their consciousness let me just kind of drop into that bigger that bigger space and that bigger inquiry um, I, I'm certainly very much in agreement with you that this this awakening that you know we have been moving into we've we've been moving into this time for decades and i think you know even 10 years ago we felt like mm, we're here okay um so this this movement towards awakening and a global consciousness um is be these this is my personal this is my personal view in this moment, probably factoring everything in that informs me, is is becoming really um, challenged uh, by a level of polarity, you know, uh, that is seems to be <laughs> stronger than ever. And... I notice this, I notice this in myself, and I notice this with my clients that are, you know, getting ready to take a big step or come into a training program that, um, and you know, of course, this is, this is an old saying, it's, it's always darkest before the light, but it's, for me, when, when the shadow is stronger, it casts, when the light is stronger, it casts more shadow. So, so I have to include that both things are present. I, I, I can't, you know, just be with the fact that 
we're just moving into this unified field in this most graceful manner, although that is true. But for me, inclusion is, I mean, actually the way I define inclusion is basically to include everything that is present and allow it all to be true at the same time. So I think part of finding our grounding right now is is this middle ground. We and the middle ground is holding the space, the vision for that larger unified field that we are all moving to. What I've been finding though is even in my work in these last years it has it's it's almost felt like there's a um you know like our ancestors are lined up like <laughs> behind us like ready to to take off because when we take off when they take off and vice versa so um we have to become in touch with our embodied inheritance so we make this movement fully to unity through our our body through transforming our inheritance and our inheritance as you know we we can just keep it a little simple you know our inheritance as this country um because that's a lot of what we're seeing right now that has created a uh, a level of destabilization actually all around the world um, so it just feels like this is a tremendous time when so much is up for healing and transformation. It's very loud. And I, I think it's important, um, the, the real awareness to bring is to not avoid it, is to not skip over and do the spiritual bypass. Um, that I think uh, a lot of us are, um, you know, fairly well versed at. It's it's just finding our center and and staying with our truth, uh, connecting to our earth, connecting to our ancestors, using all of our resources that we have available to us at this time to not get pulled into the fray of that polarity, but also be able to bear witness to it. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, that makes that hits me with the truth. Yeah, yeah. So it's more important than ever, to, you know, to do your to do your own work, whatever that is, you know, uh, your work, Liz's work, uh, constellation work, but to heal that embodied part. When you do that, you're you're, you know, really making a tremendous contribution to the planet right now. And as you said, it's an incredible freeing. You know, I I find that um, I find a lot of resistance to wanting to go into the muck, so to speak, or go into what feels heavy in my heart or however you think of this, and yet 
when I spend some time really working with this idea of the field, um, it's not like you have to go through the trenches. I mean, there's people like yourself who hold space that make it actually quite um, easy. I think I'm a, a, a lazy uh, person in the sense that I just, you know, I just want it to be easy. So, you know, I work with, you know, I work with field people because I just find, you know, I'm so much freed up. I might spend, you know, a, a small amount of time doing some kind of work that I can really feel how heavy it is, how much, how how much it has held uh, in a physical form some level of really disappointment and sadness and grief and all those heavier emotions. And yet, when there's people like yourself who can help people transform that, the transformation is, oh my God, it's so freeing. You know, it's so, and so then I have all this energy to really be able to put my attention on this moment and put my attention on how can I be in that center place in myself and in the world. Right. So it's, uh, it's, to me, it's not like, it's not, it's not very laborious. It's, to me, it's the fastest way there. How it I is. It. it is. It's like the fastest way. I, like, it's amazing. Like, we, you know, we spent 30 years trying to figure out how to do this, and, like, something can change in you know, in two hours time. And it's, yes. no, it's not like you're, it's not like you're doing some like deep therapy. It's, it's actually quite extraordinarily beautiful where almost everyone comes out of the session uh, feeling altered and peaceful. And, you know, um, so it, it's interesting. It's, it's kind of paradoxical that we're always, it is. We're looking for the fast way and the quickest way. Well, the truth is, going straight in, in this manner, is the fast way. It is the quickest way, but it's deep. It's not. It's not superficial. So, um, uh, but yes, it it is it it is heavy, you know, and. Um, but you carry that very well, I just want to say. Thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, you really, I, I'm very impressed with your ability to, to hold space. And um, I always tell people it's so convenient. You don't have to have to leave your, leave your house, you know. I mean, you don't have to get in the car and go someplace. You don't have to, you know, it's like, how easy can you get, you know. It's um, not much easier. <laughs> So this has been great. Um, I'd like to time now to open it up for questions. But before we go there, I just want to um, have you tell people how they can reach you and your website and um, anything else you'd like to as a closure say to our listeners and those who sure. haven't sure. are going to be Thank listening you. to this. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, so the easiest way to reach me is um, my website, familyconstellationwork.net. You can also do .com, but familyconstellationwork.com. And uh, that will give you an overview of my work, and then if you go to the contact page, then I can have all your information, um, 
put you on my newsletter list, and uh, certainly I try to get back with everyone that contacts me by phone. Um, my number, if you want to go straight to the phone, is 760-645-3435. And uh, as Liz uh, said, I do probably 90% of my practice uh, over the phone. I've developed a way to, to do this work over the phone in the last four years. Uh, but I also offer trainings and uh, public workshops. I'm located in San Diego and certainly travel out of the area um, if somebody wants me somewhere specifically. So um, I, think, I think that's good. I do have a, uh, a training coming up in April, a very specific training with inclusion, because I, I, do, I do really feel that, that is, that's the doorway to the new paradigm that we're looking for to, to move out of this period of duality and, and victim perpetrator and just to move um, actually beyond the limits of forgiveness and in, in touch with the power of inclusion. So I'm um, just so happy to have been here with you all today. And yeah, let's, let's take some questions. There are, there are no silly questions. It's <laughs> Jackie. Yes, hi. My question is this. If, if someone has a, a fairly uh, accurate awareness um, and an understanding of the pain of an ancestor or mother, but still doesn't, is able to make the connection between um, her present experience and her mother's, and that she may be um, reliving it or reenacting it through mm-hmm. herself. Mm-hmm. She's very aware of the mother and of all that back pain, but has done a disconnect. Right. How 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 can that how can someone like that be helped? Well, in in a constellation, cause I'll just answer for me. Um, in a constellation, I would probably uh, become in touch with you're not the first person that's had this disconnection, and so then we would uh, bring into the constellation session uh, your mother, and uh, you know many times we're gonna we're going to see uh, a, a lineage of of disconnection or a lineage of a closed heart or a lineage of distraction. So um, through, through the process, um, we reconnect. And, you know, to, to answer specifically, uh, you know, I'd be happy to, to, to chat with you about that. But it's, that would be kind of a normal starting point for a lot of my clients, they, they have an awareness or, or they d- don't want to carry something forward, uh, pass on to their children. Um, uh, but it's how, how we work with it specifically, um, probably through the fact that your mother experienced exactly the same thing. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take another question now. Thank you. So, okay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yes. So, caller, uh, let's see, your, your, your last three digits is 3651, so if you'd like to speak, you're on. Yes, I'm Gail, calling from Santa Cruz, California. Thank you. Hi, Gail. Yeah, I'd like to go back to the, um, you mentioned the spiritual bypass. Mm -hmm. And I live in a part of the country where I see a lot of that. <laughs> um, and I, I'm struggling with it myself, you know, to sort of figure out, how much, how uh, sort of much do I engage in actions and movements in the material world and how much do I, I guess, calm and feed and heal my spirit and, and um, during this period of time. So I'm curious if you could get a little bit more uh, specific about things that you would see as, say, a, a spiritual bypass? Well, um, there's a quote from Ram Dass that comes to me uh, immediately, and he can get away with saying it. Um, if, you, if you feel you're so enlightened, go home and spend a week with your family. So <laughs> if, if, um, if that opens your heart, when you hear it, then like that's great. You're you're on good turf, and um, you know you're 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 probably uh, not avoiding anything. Uh, right. if, if there's oh, I'm you know I haven't spoken to my siblings, or I still have an anger with my father, or my relationships keep, um, then there's you know there's some work. Uh, there's something to be addressed that that has to do with the family, and we can change our name. We can give ourselves a spiritual name. We can, you know, go to India. We can study other people's cultures. But the truth is, is that what will bring us real strength and uh, allow us the integrity and authenticity that we're looking for in our spiritual being is our humanness and um and you know just connecting in that way is, is that helpful is that helpful yeah that that is i'm wondering if you have maybe just one idea of something how this would relate to you know, this period of, of time with the political turmoil that's going on, where, you know, it would be an example of... Well, uh, it's, this time has made everything harder. I mean, that's not right. to be negative. And just even, even what I just said is not to be negative. The, oh, that's positive and that's negative. Well, if something is, it is. So just being able to be present with what is, unfortunately, gut has just become a, a bigger job for all of us. And uh, just from that perspective of I think we have to, uh, we have to learn to just go if someone is, I'm empathic. So 
you know, it's taken me a few months, however long it's been, it seems like months, uh, to find my grounding and to know when I can go in and, and be in touch with the facts of what's, of what's going on and then come out my center, uh, do whatever actions I want to do in regards to those facts. But most of the time I'm finding for myself, uh, but I'm in touch with it anyway because I feel it in my body. So um, there, there is a centering, I think, that, that we, you need, we all need to find our ground. And how do we step out, become in touch with the facts of what's happening, come back in, get grounded, and, you know, discern a plan of action if we want to be participating in the world, what works for us, how can we make our best contribution? Um, because we definitely can't turn our backs on this time. We have to all find our own unique way to make our contribution and stay resourced so that we can. Is that helpful? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ask for because of time. I'm gonna ask if we have one more caller who would like to ask a question. Okay. Hello. Yes. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, Liz, and hi, Krista. Thank you very much for your talk. I wanted to ask you about the inclusion and uh, and whether you can process and resolve. Um, let's say, a, a problem, even the person that you have the problem with is rejecting and, and not um, wanting to be involved in the process. How would you get about it? I would work with the person that is making the inquiry. So if that person is you, um, I would just become and it's the, the issue is having to do with someone else. Uh, not wanting to change or be involved, I always bring it back to the client. And how is it for you? Where have you experienced this in your life before? Maybe when was the first time you ever experienced this in your life? And it will usually go back to the family. And then when we heal that in your personal field, in your family field, something changes in the outer world. So it doesn't require yeah, yeah. yeah it doesn't require anyone else needing to participate. Good. It's like the old statement, the buck stops here. Yeah. yeah. It's like you get to do the empowering work that helps everyone else change. And I've seen amazing and heard amazing stories of how that shift when it happens in your field again ripples to many, many other fields. It, yes, it's it's a visceral experience of what we, I mean, we, we see it. We actually literally see it. But what we've always heard is that we need to do our own work first. Mm-hmm. But he, here there's this kind of a uh, a, a way of we, we actually get to see uh, how that really can unfold in a good way in, in our Yes, it's so empowering. It's empowering yeah. for, yeah, it's, it's, it's where it's, you actually can take take action in a, in a very powerful way that allows people consciously or unconsciously for the whole family field, the whole field itself to right. start to shift. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Exactly. Only only one person needs to have an interest, uh, and 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 we just start there. Yeah, that's great. And I think we'll end there as well. Okay. So. All right. <laughs> yeah. So thank well, you so much for joining me, and thank you everyone for contributing and and listening. And uh, I really enjoyed talking to you, Krista. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was this was really wonderful, and I I'm just very pleased that I had the opportunity to 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 share this with you and and your wonderful tribe uh, of uh, followers there. So thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody.